the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Would you not agree with me and modern science today that stress and anger and bitterness destroys not only family relationships, but it destroys our health? That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE, 888-244-4673. We have a very special offer we would like to give you the opportunity to take advantage of, and we'll have that for you at the close of today's broadcast. So please stay tuned. Here is Pastor Mark Finley with today's Hope Lives 365. Our topic this evening is called Mysteries of the Mummies. I want to take you on a journey, a journey back to the arid desert lands of Egypt to discover how to live a happier, more fulfilled, more abundant life. All of us long for life in all of its fullness. All of us long for life in all of its abundance. All of us long for a life filled with joy and meaning. So let's travel back over the centuries. Let's travel back over the millenniums. Let's travel to the arid desert sands of Egypt and see if we can discover something in the ancient mummies of Egypt that relates to our life today to enable us to have a more abundant, a healthier life. The arid Egyptian desert preserved the mummified bodies of the royals for thousands and thousands of years. The climate of Egypt is ideal for the preservation of the mummies. And as the result of that, the Egyptologists and those medical specialists that study mummies can look at those mummies and analyze the lifestyle of the Egyptians and see the diseases that the Egyptians were dying from and help us today to understand how to live healthier lives. Shallow burial afforded natural mummification in ancient Egypt. There were really two ways that bodies in Egypt were mummified. One was through this shallow grave that provided pretty natural mummification. But the other way was that the Egyptian physicians took the bodies, drained the fluids out of them, took the organs out of the bodies and placed them in tombs. Now, those bodies were placed usually in a nest of coffins. The outer coffin was often very well decorated, and it was designed by the Egyptian artists to reflect as accurately as possible the face of the person that was deceased. The mummy then was taken and wrapped in a shroud, after the organs were taken out, the body was dried. Incidentally, these organs, except the heart, were removed and placed in what was called canoptic jars. 
So the body was thoroughly dried. The fluid was taken out of the brain, and the brain was actually taken out through the nose. So all of the organs except the heart came out, brain came out through the nose, and placed in these jars next to the mummies, and the mummy was placed in these tombs within this nest of coffins. Now recently, as these mummies have been discovered, they have been the object of scientific investigation. And studies done on the Egyptian mummies confirm the truthfulness of God's word. Now, you may be asking yourself the question, how could studies on Egyptian mummies demonstrate the veracity and the truthfulness of the Bible? One of the physicians that's done a lot of work on the mummies is Dr. Rosalie David at Manchester University in Manchester, England. As she has cut the wrapping off the mummies, she's done autopsies on the mummies. What she and her team have discovered about life, death, and health is astounding and quite amazing. Dr. Claude Ruffet, a French physician, did x-rays on 14,000 mummies. What he and Dr. David both have discovered confirms the reliability of Scripture. It helps us to understand what God's Word says. Let's look at three specific mummies that Dr. David, Dr. Ruffet, and others have done autopsies on. First, we begin with the mummy of Ramses II. Ramses II was one of the most famous pharaohs of all of Egypt, one of the great kings of Egypt. His mummy was discovered. And as they did autopsies on his mummy, the medical professionals discovered that it's likely that Ramses II of Egypt died of a massive heart attack. Here you have this king, thousands of years old, and through modern technology and science, we can look at his blood vessels. We see the hardening of those veins and arteries. We see the placking on the arteries. We see the increased deposits, the smaller part of the artery for blood to flow through. When you compare the death of the Egyptians and their heart attack rate with their diet in the later dynasties. The later dynasties of Egypt had a very high-fat diet, a diet of mutton, a diet of pork, a diet that was rich in sugar, a diet that was very high in cholesterol. We look at Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut, by many, is believed to have been the mother of Moses. Her mummy has been discovered, this Egyptian mother of Moses. CT scans and DNA testing on Hatshepsut's mummy revealed obesity, she was overweight, diabetes, liver cancer, and death in her 50s. Amazing to look at the fact that these Egyptians were dying of many of the diseases that are killing 20th century and 21st century men and women today. An autopsy of a young Egyptian man named Naked revealed the presence of trichinosis parasite, and Egyptologists now believe that this was the result of eating pork. The Egyptians were dying of diseases that are destroying life in the 21st century. They were dying of heart disease. They were dying of cancer. They were dying of arthritis. They had rheumatism. They were obese. They had high blood pressure. 
They had intestinal parasites. They had STDs or sexually transmitted diseases because of their loose morality. If you look at the Egyptian way of life and the Egyptian diet, they drank a lot of beer. They had beer for breakfast. They had beer for lunch and beer for supper. So the Egyptians in the later dynasties particularly, were great drinkers. They had feasts that often started at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they overate of very high-fat products, and they overate rich desserts. And as the result of that, the diseases of the Egyptians are diseases that are being experienced in 21st century America. We can identify with these diseases of the Egyptians, can't we? Of heart disease, cancer, rheumatism, arthritis, obesity, high blood pressure. We can identify with these diseases. We read about and see before our eyes the results of the illicit sex in our society and the so-called free morality, and we see the sexually transmitted diseases growing. Egypt and 21st century life are very, very similar. But God made a promise to the Israelites. God promised to give his people abundant health. And there is a contrast between the health of the Israelites and the health of the Egyptians. The Bible says, Exodus 15, verse 26, God speaking to Israel, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Then the Bible goes on. I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So God says, if you follow my laws, the laws that are written in every nerve and tissue of the body, if you follow my health laws, you will not get the diseases of the Egyptians. I wonder, if modern 21st century men and women actually followed the health laws of the Bible if we would be healthier. Too many Christians look back at the health laws of the Bible and they say, those were for simply people in the Old Testament. We'll eat and drink as we please. And they are eating and drinking as they please. And they're getting the diseases that the Egyptians got. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes. They are following in the way of the Egyptian society. The Bible says in describing the Israelites, Psalm 105, verse 37, there was none feeble among their tribes. Could it be that following God's laws of health today would increase our energy? Could it be that following God's laws of health today would increase our vigor and vitality? Could it be that the very health choices that we are making often are bringing about premature death and disease in our society? Could it be that the people living on the verge of the kingdom of God, Jesus is calling us to demonstrate abundant life and abundant health to a world that is violating his health principles and their bodies are being deteriorated by disease. Our Lord desires us to live an abundant life. You know, at times when you start to talk about health, people will say, but Pastor Mark, I don't want to be under bondage. I want to be free. Who is free? The man who at 75 years old is climbing mountains with his great grandkids or the one who has to have his wife drive him up 
10 feet from the door at Walmart because he's been smoking three packs a day. He is 58 pounds overweight because he loves his pork chops. You understand? And he can't get out of the car without his wife driving him to the door at Walmart. Who is the one who is in bondage? The one who's climbing mountains and breathing the fresh air and seeing the horizon or the one who can't walk because of his indulgent physical appetite? Can I suggest to you that God has a plan, a plan of life and a plan of health? Let's go back and see if we can discover how God made us. See if we can discover God's health principles today. Science is just catching up with the Bible. Not only does archaeology confirm the truthfulness of God's Word, not only does prophecy confirm the truthfulness of God's Word, but scientific health laws that modern science is just catching up with confirm the authenticity and reliability of Scripture. Pastor Mark Finley will continue with more in just a moment. Stay tuned. You can grow in your knowledge of God's Word by enrolling in online courses by Pastor Mark Finley. Go to HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. Bible prophecy, discipleship, leadership, or improving your health. These courses are especially designed to help you discover deeper insights into the Bible. Go to HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. That's HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. Or call right now to register, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. 888-244-HOPE. And stay tuned to the close of today's message. We have a very special offer that we would like you to take advantage of. Here now, once again, Pastor Mark Finley. Let's go back, back to the Garden of Eden. At creation, God gave the human race all the essentials for abundant health. What did God give to us back at creation? These essentials to abundant life and abundant health. When God created Adam and Eve, God created them there in that garden. And as he formed them and shaped them and fashioned them, he gave them health essentials. He knit their hearts together in loving relationships. Would you not agree with me and modern science today that stress and anger and bitterness destroys not only family relationships, but it destroys our health? One of the greatest reasons for coronary heart disease today is emotional stress. God gave in the Garden of Eden loving family relationships. He gave a wholesome environment. We know today that environment is a major factor in health. God put them in a garden in Eden. God gave them the ability to make choices. Health is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of what? Choice. So God in the Garden of Eden gave them the ability to make positive choices. In Eden, God gave them the health essentials. He gave them pure air. We know today that those health essentials are free. Breathing fresh air brings vigor to the whole body. God gave them in the Garden of Eden sunshine. He put a little bit of Florida in Eden and gave them sunshine. He gave them fresh water in the Garden of Eden. These are health essentials. You want to be healthy, breathe fresh air. Get out in the sunshine. Drink adequate amounts of water. Science is just catching up with God's creation health plan. The health essentials. God gave them exercise in that garden. We are not made to be sedentary. We are not made to sit in front of the TV and eat french fries and hamburgers and milkshakes and ice cream and cake for dessert. And the most exercise we get is flipping the remote. 
God has created us to be active in exercise. But God has also given us the Sabbath. He's invited us to get adequate rest. And in the Garden of Eden, God gave nutritious food for Adam and Eve. You know, when you look at that diet that God gave back there in the Garden of Eden, God's original diet, you think God said to Eve and to Adam, Now, Adam, Eve, there's that cow. And Eve says to Adam, Eve, there goes supper. Eve says to Adam, Adam, there goes supper. Go get it. And Adam goes running through the garden, jumping over bushes, jumps on some cow, kills it, and Eve roasts it for supper. You think that happened? Not at all. Not before sin, certainly, because there was no death. And so what did God give Adam and Eve to eat in the Garden of Eden? What was God's ideal diet in Eden? The Bible says, Genesis 1, verse 29, God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth. And the Bible goes on. In every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. So God says to Adam and Eve, I've given you fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables. So the diet that God gave to Adam and Eve, the most ideal diet for mankind, low on fat, high on antioxidants, high on nutrients, vitamins, and minerals, the diet that God gave in the Garden of Eden, the original diet was, of course, a vegetarian diet. It was not until after the flood that God gave the human race permission to eat meat. The original diet was a diet that was abundant in fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables. In fact, scientists today tell us that vegetables and fruits are very high in not only vitamins and minerals, but those antioxidants that help to prevent many of the malignancies that we are facing today. It was only after the flood that God gave human beings permission to eat meat. The earth was destroyed with water. The vegetation on the earth was destroyed. Sin of human beings had increased. And so God gave them permission after the flood to eat meat. If you look at the ages of mankind before the flood, and the ages of mankind after the flood, it's really remarkable. For example, here you have Adam. The Bible says 930 years old. And you have seven generations. Seven generations from Adam to Methuselah. You read the ages of these generations, and they're in the 900s. Methuselah, seven generations from Adam. Methuselah means when he dies, the floodwaters come. He was 969 years old. So seven generations from Adam, almost no variation in age at all. Somebody said, Pastor Mark, do you believe that these ages were literal years? That sounds like a long period of time, 969 years. Certainly they were literal years. God designed them to live forever. So 939 was just the beginning of their life. Certainly sin cut that short. But Adam came forth fresh from the hand of God, so his vital force was much greater than our vital force today. These are seven generations before the flood. Let's look at seven generations after the flood. God gives them permission to eat meat. Here's Noah, 950, at the flood. But if you look at seven generations after the flood, Nahor, 140 years. So God gave permission to eat meat. It was not the ideal diet, but it shortened lifespan when human beings began after the flood to openly eat much more meat and consume it in their diet. And sin had also destroyed their vital force. When Noah entered the ark, he brought two kinds of animals in. So people say, is it a sin to eat meat? No, it's not. But if you want the original diet, the diet that even today science tells us is reducing heart disease, cancer, and many of the degenerative diseases of our society, you go back to the original vegetarian diet. But when Noah entered the ark, he brought in with him two kind of animals. 
God instructed Noah to bring in both clean and unclean animals into the ark. Here's the Bible text that helps us understand that. Genesis 7, verse 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I've seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. And then the Bible says, you shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. Now, what two types of animals does Noah bring into the ark? They are called what? Clean. And what else? Unclean. Now, I've had people say to me, but Pastor Mark, I thought that the cleaning, the unclean was only given to the Jews. The Jews came Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, then the 12 tribes of Israel. Noah predated Abraham. So the Bible says here very plainly that God told Noah, bring in the clean and the unclean. So it was God that classified the animals. What's the difference? Why did the unclean come in by twos? The unclean came in by twos because they were scavengers. The unclean came in by twos because they were God's sewerage disposal system to clean the earth. The clean animals could be eaten or they could be used as sacrifice. So they were brought in by sevens. It's obvious if you bring the cleans in by twos and you can eat them and you eat them, they're gone. (laughs) There are no more twos, they're ones. And if you have ones, you can't reproduce. So God brought the cleans in by sevens because they would be used as sacrifice. Brought the cleans in by sevens because they would be eaten. They could reproduce. He brought the uncleans in by twos. They would not be eaten and they could reproduce naturally. The uncleans were never created by God for food. They were created for something good by God, that is scavengers. Well, if God says some animals are unclean, let's look at our Bible, see what animals are unclean, because could it be that we are having the diseases of the Egyptians because we have not followed carefully the health laws that God has given us? Deuteronomy 14, verse 6 through 8. And you may eat every animal with cloven hoofs, having the hoofs split in two parts. The Bible then says, in that choose the cut among the animals. So if it is edible, it has to have two things. What are they? A split hoof and what else? And it chews the cud. What does it mean to chew the cud? It eats its food, spits it up into its mouth, eats it, and then swallows it again. Animals that chew the cud have a complex digestive system and the toxins pass out of their bodies much more quickly. Animals that do not chew the cud have a simple digestive system and they absorb in their flesh the toxins and the toxicity, that is the poison, is much higher in their flesh. Animals that don't chew their cud have much higher fat content as well. So the animal must have a split hoof and chew its cud. Let's look at some examples of that kind of animal. A deer, split hoof, chews its cud. Sheep, split hoof, chews its cud. Cow, split hoof, and chews its cud. So if you choose to eat meat, sheep, lamb, beef would be clean animals. Now, what are some of the unclean animals? Deuteronomy 14, verse 6 to 8. Nevertheless, of those that chew the cud or have cloven hooves, you shall not eat. Now, God says you shall not eat. Somebody says, I want to eat. God says you shall not eat, but I want to eat. If we follow our way rather than God's way, We suffer the consequences health-wise that we could have avoided had we lived in harmony with God's health principles. Here's what you shouldn't eat, the Bible says, the camel, 
the hair, the rock hydrex, for they chew the cud but do not have cloven hoofs. They are unclean for you. Is the camel clean or unclean? The camel is what, everybody? The camel is unclean. No more camel sandwiches. When you go home tonight, I want you to take all that camel out of your refrigerator. No more baked camel. No more boiled camel. No more fried camel. No more stewed camel. How many of you tonight are willing to give up all your camel? How many are willing to do that? You're never going to eat camel again. Well, no more camel. All right, we got rid of that one tonight. The Bible says no more rock hyrex. What's a rock hyrex? Well, it's like a river rat. Like a river rat, okay? It has shiny skin. It runs around the rocks. No more river rat. No more boiled rat. No more fried rat. No more stewed rat. That's gone. I knew you'd learn something at this meeting tonight, right? Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. We are a listener-supported ministry and would love for you to partner with us as we continue to present Christ-centered biblical truths of Scripture in practical, relevant ways. Call 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. If you call right now for a donation of any size, Pastor Mark would love to give you the book, Satisfied, How God Can Meet Your Deepest Needs. Visit the website hopelives365.com to find out more about Pastor Mark Finley at Hope Lives 365. If you have the means to bless us with a little larger gift of $500 to $1,000 or more, that would particularly help us right now to continue to bring you these messages here on this station. Call 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673 or visit hopelives365.com. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.